0: Hello, everybody. Um, as I said, I give my Hebrew name earlier. I cut a little bit short because I was over the 15 minute limit. I try to keep everything right around an hour. Um, how do I bring this out? That May, the Sunday morning of Pentecost. Pentecost, when you think about the Jewish calendar, it's from sundown to sundown. So that morning, I go to church. And I have my Hebrew Kippah on and my Jewish Kippah, my Jewish, because I was under training at the time for rabbinical. Because I was mainly using it as an excuse to get a student loan (laughs) or actually a scholarship that I had that I was using, and it required me to wear what I was. Um so i was doing my studies for that through the university As i said i'm beforehand i had been studying medical and i'm still doing that but i've kind of put it on the back burner because of my mom's health that may on the 20th i proceeded i was in the car listening to music and praying I had read the Bible and did prayer before I left home. I said the same prayer one more time to the father. And in his son's name, I used the English term, not the Hebrew term. And I had known my heritage for a long time. I mean, you know, it wasn't any shocker what my family lineage was. I just hit it on the back burner and didn't accept it. So... I had been singing a little bit of Hebrew, learning basic Hebrew, you know. And I sang this one song, How Great is God, in Hebrew. I was asked to. So I sung the song. And we had a special guest at this particular time come in, which was a brother of the pastor that was preaching at the church that moved on one. And he was talking about the fruits of the Spirit. Now, I have done since then a whole series on the Fruits of the Spirit, and I plan to do it again after Sahut. I might do it for a Sahut series for one week. And he was talking about each one, and he mentioned faith. And we did some more singing. It was like a revival-type setting. And I started feeling this overwhelming surge of oil or water on me. Like a cool sensation. And it was throughout the session that I was there. And (laughs) it was strange to feel. By the time the service was over, we hadn't quite got to prayer yet. And I had this overwhelming burning sensation around my heart and around my mind's front section. And it was so overwhelming, I had never felt anything like it. It was just like fire traveling in me. The only thing I could do was go up front and pray. I thought it was for someone else in the church. I didn't know he wanted me to pray for myself. And so I prayed for this woman and it lifted. And then I want, went on a frantic search trying to find out what this was that I felt. Now I had had nuances of the Father speaking to me, but not feel. It's hard to explain. I come to learn since then that it was the Holy Spirit and the Father both together. That's what he explained to me. And that was just the first beginning. So it went on for a whole year. Well, this come, this went. I went from church to church to church again, trying to get an explanation, asking pastors. They couldn't give you an explanation. They told me it was just an emotion, this and that and the other. And I would explain it to him what it was like. Come to find out, I come to one conclusion. The church has not really ever experienced a spiritual awakening before. Um, They wouldn't begin to know. They'll criticize it, but they don't really know what it's about. I sort of do. Because I'm in a church that knows it. Um, So I went almost that May. I went May, June... July of 2018, August of 2018, um, all the way through to my mom going back into the hospital again a second time in January of the following year with the same issue. She had infection of her kidneys and she was in there for two weeks. The entire time has been a battle trying to keep her out of the hospital because of her kidneys. Well, she ends up in renal failure. And it's been that way now for about a year. She does dialysis and it bothers me. But that's beside the point. I went all the way up until May of 2019. And I decided out of the blue to go to a local church again. There had been a church there that I had went to two weeks before that. It went out. Never figured out why. Um, C3 went out. And the father had started dealing with me then. I wasn't really, per se, really intimate with anybody. I kind of pulled away from people. I stayed to myself. I still do. So I decided this one Sunday hmm, to attend this church, Impact, that had moved into C3's building. That's where I met David and the others. They've not done too much growing. I mean, online, yes, but having people come in, not too many. So I set my books down. I had my kippah and other things on. I wanted to look nice, so I wore nice clothes that day. And I had this gentleman walk over and welcome me. Okay, he says, you're Jewish, what are you here for? (laughs) Rick has a way of lightening the matter. (laughs) He says, oh, you're a believer. I had told him, you know, I believed in Jesus. Now, prior to all this, I had this gentleman at this other church hit me in the head, and then everything took its course. He done something in between the eyes. I still haven't figured that out, but the father said it was him anointing me to hear him. And I go, okay, you know, it's nice here, it's quiet, they know what they're teaching. And I was invited the next Sunday. Well, I come back, which is not normally my go-getter. Then I was uh, in my second year of my training to become a rabbi. And they got a little more intimate. That's when I found out they had prayed for a Jewish believer to come in And they asked me what I was. I said, well, I'm a rabbi. And I just come to visit, you know, see what you're all about. And then I'll be on my way. Well, they asked me to come back the next Sunday after that. And Rick made it clear. He says, we prayed for you to come here. You prayed for me to come here? He says, nobody's ever said that before. Yes, we prayed to see a, a fellow believer. Okay, whatever, you know, I kind of shrugged it off. And I went into May and June, nothing. July, nothing. August comes around. And I had I had went to their orientation for their first pastors. David being an associate bass, uh, bishop at the time. And I went through the whole... By this time, the father started putting on my heart to start my own ministry. And I had been dealing with it for a while, how I was going to approach it, because I didn't have the time nor the place to do so because of school. So I decided to move my schooling <coughs> online at home prior to the whole pandemic. I was in the process of setting it up. Sorry about the coughing. My mouse dry. And I had proceeded, you know, there was a sign here and a sign here and a sign here. And they sit down and talk to me. And this was before their, their associate pastor come in. Before Timo and the others, a original group. Since then, the original group, you've had a lot of splits and whatever in the group. David's tried to keep it together. And well, August comes in. And I started exploring, you know, the concept of who I felt and I started having these it started with one time in August I felt this presence now it wasn't like before like a firestorm it was very soft but I didn't hear anything it was just a, just a flutter so I started researching and reading books on the Holy Spirit or the Ruach Kadesh and I was learning. Then on September, I'll give you the exact date here. I'll go back to that time September of 2019. It's kind of hard to do on my phone. The first week in September on a Thursday. Actually, it was, a, it was a Sunday, the 1st. Um, I was getting ready for my mom's. They had been praying for my mother and my husband for some time because I asked if they would. I got intimately involved with the church. I mean, I had had, you know, certain things lead up and, and once every while I'd feel this little stirring. But it wasn't like anything big. And then all of a sudden, September the 1st, come. Okay, well, that Monday, I went to services that Sunday on the 1st. And then that Monday, which was the 2nd, we was getting ready for my mom to go into home hemo. And I was starting the training. Now, prior to this in August, I had a, I have a little nerdy side to me you might say. And this nerdy side, I like to write. I'm a writer. I love to scribble and draw. So this night, I sit down and I wrote about a three-page nuance. Um, and I'm going to read it the second half. And I had shoved it aside from my book. And I'm taking you through the whole process of what I've been through. And I had wrote it and shoved this book aside in August, and it set for 30 days to the 1st, because it was from 1st to 1st. It was wrote August the 1st, and it set till September. And... The second I was sitting on the bed and something out of the blue just told me to open the book up. So I'm going to stop here and I'm going to get that book. And we're going to start our third session going through my whole progression of where I'm at now and why I'm talking about what I'm talking about tonight. It's very important. We've come out of atonement. We're going into Sukkot. I want you to see how the Father works. So I'll be right back. All right so we got section two now we're going to section three now i had mentioned that prior to this the father had been dealing with me so i take you up to the point of the second of september my mom started her dialysis training and i was training to put the needles and everything so she could do home hemo and she still does it and I had wrote this particular epitaph that I'm going to read. It was August the 30th of 2019. So it was just a few days before the 2nd of September. And this is what the Father had me write. It says, Thus says the Lord Adonai, or the Lord, Stop speaking, quiet yourself, and know I am he. I didn't pay attention to this when I was writing it. It just came on. It says, Thus says the Lord Adonai, your Redeemer. Beloved, consider my words. Consider them deeply. No, not according to your own interpretation or according to your own understanding, nor grab hold of them to make them fit to what, with what you perceive to be as rights in thought. So he's talking about my mind. He says, they can in any way be molded. My words are subject to no man. But yet man makes it subject to how they feel. That's what he's saying. For they do not resist conform. They do resist consist. Blah. For they do resist conformity. He makes it clear that man's thoughts are not his and his thoughts are not man. And man's Conformities don't conform to his thoughts. So there. Beloved. That was the first term he used with me. Beloved. There's a name called David, which means beloved. And I knew what he was referring to. It says, I have formed you. My breath resides in you. Point and check. And I have poured out bless out blessings so you may begin to see. So you may begin to know my will. Okay, and, and this was his first attempt. At, and I was reading this at the time before I even started here. Um, and it goes on to say, So you may hear in your own language according to how you are able. Now, at the time, I still speak English. That's my predominant language, but I'm learning Hebrew on my own. I tried learning it through a teacher. I just don't I don't have the attention span, like some people do, to learn from a teacher. So I let the Father teach me, and I learn on my own. Um, beloved, I speak. At the time, he wasn't speaking when I read this. I was reading it after it was wrote. So you may be drawn to me now i'm already a child of god and this is a father wanting me closer again or wanting back in my life. i proclaim it so the scriptures may be fulfilled in your hearing okay there's his first nuance of what he wanted my people must be made aware The call must go out. And so it is. It is and has been since the time of the end began. Catch it. The end has begun. Began. began. Yea, since the first moment I opened my mouth to speak to you, since the first moment I breathed upon my elect even to the outpouring upon all flesh. These are his plans, his plans for my sisters and brothers. Yet I ask you, do you know? Do you really know me? Do you know? I think he's questioning. Goes on to say, Beloved, do you know me? Have you considered that which is beyond words? Have you considered the love of your father and the power thereof? He was referring to me as being his daughter, and I was his father, or he was my father, my Abba, do you know? Have you sat still and listened to the music of my heart towards you? No. I hadn't. My tears that fall gently, making soft tones upon the strings we share. (laughs) And I wrote in afterwards, my heart and your heart, beloved child. That's what he was referring to. Beloved, do you see who I am? And that was when he hit me. In my mind and in my heart do you not understand what my body is he was questioning me again as a son can no wise be separate from the father neither can one like you be separate from me and I had questioned I had asked if you hated me father send me to hell see with greater eyes open your eyes and listen, reach out with your heart and understand you were made of me. Yet I tell you it is much more much more. I am he through whom you were made. Yes, my breath has given you life. Yet there is more. And that's when I knew I felt. An overwhelming surge, but we're not getting to the point yet. Yet there is more. Beloved, what are children to their parents? And I hadn't thought about that. Are they not formed in their image? Yeah. Okay. Flesh of their flesh, born, they they are shaped by that which they receive talking about man according to their own understanding yet the bond they share he's talking about a child and their parents is it a flesh only no it's not Defined also by the mind or is it more they teach I'm not saying in the church but in secular view they teach that a child is only defined by what the parents teach them but there's so much more nothing in all creation can exist apart from me nor can anything exist outside of me I alone dwell in the unapproachable light with the father now he's referring to the Son. I alone am the father manifested in creation okay he talked about it in the Bible he says I am the father and the father in me. As a father is in me, I am in him. Do you understand now what he's saying? The son is saying he is the father. And the father is the son. They're one entity. Elohim. Emmanuel. Therefore again I ask you, do you know me? Have you really known me? Behold, and this is when he said, Behold, you shall know me. And he hit me right there. He knocked me down on this very bed in this bedroom at about six in the morning. And we were supposed to be over for training around about 10. And I couldn't read the book because he had me on the bed. And I didn't get any further than that one line. he held me there. He says, you know who I am. And I was so scared, frightened. I was sitting there. I couldn't get off the bed. I was pinned with a force I had never encountered. I tried to think analytically. Maybe it was a sandwich. Maybe it was a bad piece of meat. Am I going crazy? And the first words that come out of his mouth, you are not crazy, you are hearing me, and you know who I am. And I said, Nothing. He says, You're not gonna talk either. I got a hold of your voice, you won't speak. And I sat there. I says, What? Well, how can you literally go through and think of things? I had challenged him, now he was challenging. Me testing me," he said. "You read the first half of this. You know who I am. Do you not know the power thereof?" And I, I try to sort through things. I says, "It can't be God." And I heard a growl. And I says, "Okay, the first thing it comes to mind. Question." says if you're satan or one of satan's demons then leave me alone because the father tells us to question all spirits good or bad if you are the father then tell me you're the father if you're not I want nothing to do with you, and so shall you be. Leave me alone. And all of a sudden, I heard this thunderous voice in my head that gave me a headache like you wouldn't believe. Who do you think I am? (sighs) Excuse me. (laughs) Sorry, Papa. And give me a minute. And he says, who do you think I am? Do you not trust me? Do you not know what you asked for? Do you not know the power thereof? I could crush you like an ant. but Yet I won't because I love you. And I floored. He says you think I'm shitan. I didn't answer. He says answer me. Who do you think I am? And as a he <sighs> as a child of the most powerful being on earth I didn't know how to respond. I'm not one for manhandling because of things that happened in my past. And I've talked about that many times. He just came on me to let me know he was here. And that I'm doing the right thing. This is what he wants. We're leading up to somewhere. And I sit there. I says, well, there's only one answer. You're Yeshua. He says, yes, but I'm more than that. I didn't want to say the last name, because I didn't know at the time. I says, well, there's the son, and then there's the father. He says, put it together, then you know. How do I explain in so many words the concept of the unity of the father? they separate jesus from the father but you can't because he is the father he's god he was god manifested he was the word that the father spoke that was promised that was brought forward to save. okay so he understands our every needs and i was speaking to this person in the flesh well In my flesh anyway, you know, hearing him in my mind. And he questioned me, Who do you think I am to you? Well, you're 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 an all powerful being. And when I said that it angered him to the point of no end, and he pushed me in the bed even harder, he says, No. I'm much more than. Anything you could have imagined in past history. Do you understand the power thereof? And I admit it, no, I don't. Because nobody truly taught me the power behind the resurrection. And what it meant. They only taught nuances. (laughs) Yeah, I I sit here. I'm going to cut this section, and I'll be right back. Now, he says, do you know who I am? And I sit there. He says, okay, we're going to go further. So now I'm going to take it further. You shall know me. Yet I tell you. Not that you do not really know me and those in the world remain very far from me. For you not, you not, you do not realize that you are my child. So he, let me read that. And are indeed God's child. You are God's. You were made from me. No one can exist apart from the vine. So he's referring to the vine. No one can exist unless that which is is the existence of life be in them. (laughs) Now you understand why I was so shocked. You are not just made for me. You are made of me. No one can exist escape me no one can run from me though they hide though they run though the darkness closes in around them I am there still be deceived no longer you are my body and of my body and they don't teach this in the church that by which you are formed is that which I am now I will say this he knocked me down a second time and questioned me again but I'm going to read this this is very important Yahuwah his name is spelled Y-A-H-U-W-E-H it's meaning he give me he who calls to be I am that I am Behold, I am also the son of man. Yehoshua or Yeshua was his nickname. And when I put those two together and I realized what I was dealing with, it was a father. <laughs> We are taught to pray in the name of Yeshua for a reason, Jesus. For Jesus is the father. That's why he said. I am in the father as a father is in me. <laughs> yes, he was the son. But he was also the father hiding his identity for, from all human beings. And his plan. (laughs) Very smart plan. But this is pertaining to events that happened. He knocked me down again. He questioned me, Now do you know who I am? And what I am here for? I says, Well now I know who you are. (laughs) And You know who I am. I mean, he spoke audibly. He says, and you know, challenging the power thereof can get you killed. But I am not here for that. And I was so frightened. I was so scared. I was so bewildered as to why this was going on. He says, you know why I'm holding you down. I'm tired of contending with your problems. He says, "I have struggled long enough to get your attention by calling out. He says, "Now I got you the way I wanted you. You read my words. and I was so I didn't know how to respond, and I sit there for about another ten minutes. He says and you know who I am to you you know I am more than just your father you know I am more than just a passing nuance I am your uncle and I want your respect and I was just floored I couldn't think, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine why, I I, I just, I shudder to think, and he says, through my grace on the cross, you are my child, you belong to me, and no one, Not your husband, not your mother, not this person, not Hesatan. Anyone can take you from me. Only I make that decision when you will die and when you will live. And I kind of choked. And I said in my mind, okay, so I know who you are. I know mom prayed me in your hands. I, I know I belong to you. What brings you here? You prayed me here. And now is the time for you to grow up. Stop rebelling. I am your father. I've been angry long enough. And I want my daughter back. And that's begun the long journey. For a whole year (laughs) whole year Other people have had experiences Of gentle persuasion But mine wasn't exactly A gentle persuasion Um, (laughs) The father has a way Of giving back what he wants Anyway he let me up Off the bed and he says We'll talk more about this He says there's some things I got to discuss with you you're ignoring my calling. And that's why this ministry was set up. I had very little money to set it up. The father's provided. And then he moved me into another reality. I've been fighting that reality of where he wanted me to go. But now it is. But we'll, we'll go back to this. I am going to take you through the rest of what he revealed he had me read it and then I was to understand you are the heart of my heart shall I cut out my own heart and toss it away I have loved you from the beginning I my love never ends it is who I am the same I am now people don't read the New Testament this has only been a nuance since a year ago that most churches are getting back into the New Testament to understand the precepts of the Father. The Father revealed himself to me right here without me picking up the word. He revealed himself in a very poignant way. And those who choose to be broken off must be broken off and destroyed for they have rent the heart of the Father. And a rent which I shall bear forever. I have loved them and my love is without end. I'm sorry I'm crying again. Because it's the reality I'm seeing now. With these people out here picketing. Therefore it is time for you to truly know me. To know me as I really am. To know me according to how I have made you. I've been a musician all my life. I've played three or four different instruments. I love music. Music is my channel of my peace. These last few months of this year have really been upheaval for me and I I found solace with the Father in the music. But I'm gonna, this is important. And he come on me to let me know that I'm doing the right thing. says, I really, I really am to know me according to how I have made you. Shut your eyes so you may see my form. He wanted me to come to him and I did that. Quiet your mind so you may hear the sounds of my voice. And the music which I play for you. Be still and know I am he. And I did all this. And I heard his voice for the first time, very low-key. He wanted silence, shut everything out. And since then, I've developed a prayer closet and so forth. But it's very relatory. He goes on, Beloved, stop looking for me with your eyes. <laughs> and that's what I was doing. and stop And see. Stop passively listening to my words and hear. Stop seeking me with your mind and know me. He wanted me to personally have a relationship and know him. Yet, stop speaking, quiet yourself, and abide in me. Was what he wanted me to do. Just abide. Grab hold of me as you are, and pull hard upon the strings. Fall deeply in love with me. No, not according to your flesh. Strive to obtain. Stop grasping with your flesh. I am poured out for you. Break down those boundaries you have made and leap. He wanted me to break down my pain, break down the walls, break down everything and see him for who he really is. And a lot of churches can't see that. They only see a physical wall and the father in behind that wall and they've got to over the wall. That's not what he wants. He wants a spiritual relationship. And when you build walls, you can't hear what the Father wants. Your heart goes null or dull. It is what it is with many. Here am I, he says. I have been waiting for you, not because of that which I see on the surface. Nor because of the things which you do. I have waited for you. For I have known you and loved you from the beginning. I see you as you are and have always been in my bosom. where I am with you, fulfilling my love in you. In me, says the Lord, who is risen up. I am he, the Lord. So he used two connotative verses explaining who he was. The Bible says, and I'm going to quote it again, and there's many passages throughout that he's quoted, even prayers. I am in the Father, and the Father's in me. As the Father's in me, I am in the Father. And if you abide in me, then you abide in the Father. Jesus was saying who he was. He's a shepherd. He is God. (laughs) And people fail to realize that. It's amazing. And I've had a whole year and a half, a full roller coaster of learning from Bible to him teaching me and then leading up to this point. I went through Rosh Hashanah, enjoyed the Father, reveled in it, prayed and then atonement has been a very solemn time for me. I'm seeing a lot of things happening and we'll we'll go more into depth of things that have happened and things that I have done in front of people and letters that have been wrote and leading up to something very particular that was a sign. Now, I know this sign is not it's a positive, but it's also forbearing and it's very heavy-weighted on me today. Um, I'm taking this to show you the point that the Father reveals himself in ways that no one can imagine. So I'm going to cut here, and I'll be right back. All right, so I finished a reading, and we was talking about where it led up to... Where we're going with this. So I'm going to do a four part series instead. It looks like. Um, where do I go from there. After the father reveals to me. Then all the way through September. He was constantly at home. Or constantly in the car I had. Revealing things to me. I'd study at home. I'd write something down. I'd study a book. Write a book. Write a book. Write, a book, write verses. Whatever. And it went. When there was something he wanted me to know, he would pop up. Or if I was listening to a song, season. Or, you know, just words he wanted me to sh- see. He was very active. He was very active in October. And then all of a sudden, this started just at the turn of 2019-2020. Um... Then, and that according to that is 5,780. Um, September comes, September goes, October comes, October goes. We go into November, off and on active. I mean, I track this whole time, holidays and whatever in a book, I still have it. He was very, I was very on fire. I was very feeling in constantly, not with my husband being around, but just being by myself. There's a couple times my mother was with me, she quirmed the thing. As I learned, I absorbed, I got knowledge, and I grew. And then he started changing it a different path. He started easing off on me saying it was a time of rest, but I was still to learn. So from December into January, everything was fine. And then I made an announcement about something going to happen in January. This entire time I had church members listening to me, didn't know, I didn't know who was listening to me and what was going on. Then the pandemic hits in February this entire time this thing was going on in Japan and China and whatever else and or China mainly. And the father tells me it's going to happen. It's gonna come here. And so I announced it. And sure enough I was right. Prior to this I had an incident. We had a lady at church, I'm not gonna name names. Around December. She was thinking about becoming a pastor. During this time, I had wrote a thing to the church saying that they was going to be blessed because they accepted me and the father used me. I don't think they really believed it. They was a little skeptical. Then here I come with my book I read. An answer to a lady's question. She had already been confirmed once by David. And I confirmed it a second time. And within a week of her being confirmed, she went into classes. She went December, started classes in January, February online, March online, and just shortly after Passover, or shortly after Passover, I took a two week hiatus away from impact because the father was working and dealing with me. And I had had my baptism with him. Prior to that, in gen- just before January, I took the plunge, because he called me out. But there was more to it than that. By then, he was in communication constantly with me many different ways, and I had picked up on this gematria that he was teaching me. He said he was going to teach me. And I had started my ministry on my own with a few dollars. I had went ahead and purchased my stuff for graduation, was planning to invite my dearest, closest friends from church to it. And I didn't get to do that. I had to cancel it. And that was the hardest thing in my life. So I've got my tails here and I get my ropes next month for my doctorate. It's been a long hoe to get it. And the father provided to get it. I have my degree. I have my ordination from the place I was at. But that's for rabbi. That's not for what I want. I have a ministry license. I'm ordained, but I'm not registered with the state of Ohio. It's the state of Arizona, and California. I completed that, and January goes by. The Father deals with me. <laughs> February goes by. March goes by. April comes, April goes, I take a two-week hiatus, me and the, the Father dealing with me and all the things that needed to be done. And then one evening, I decided to walk by the church. Prior to this, I had told David I was contemplating, graduation was coming around, and I hadn't decided fully what I wanted to do, which was strange on my part. I'd never made any drastic decisions on anything. I always let, you know, things ride. But I was in an indeterminate position. I had seen people come. I had seen people go in less than a year. um, i had seen the change of the soldiers, you might say. Some of them went outside the church and got better positions at better places. And moved on. And meanwhile, I was doing this here online and doing my podcast. Oblivious to the fact that there was a lot of people watching. I, I have something like 2,300 viewers, maybe 24. I'm closer to 25. and it doesn't bother me. I get a lot of them knockoff because they do a lot of stuff, you know. And... About the last week of my sabbatical in April, I had left because I started getting text messages from them after about a week of not being there. First day, I said I had a lot going on. I just decided to leave for a while to explain why. I had been sensing a lot of tension in spiritual circles not at the church necessary but outside and when I'm that way I get intense and I can't deal with it I ran to the father and I said Papa if you love me let him back in the church and this was on Passover I'll do anything you want me to do but let them open those doors again i love him that much the father was dealing with me then and i was being very bullheaded and stubborn he had called me into ministry i had admitted to them what i was and i had had many attempts (laughs) of explaining my position and David has defended it the entire time, and I didn't know what was going on with me. And I started my prophetic ministry in August, which I'm doing now here, and I'm still building it up, and I get something like 6 million viewers off and on constantly on this channel. And I stayed away for two weeks from impact because of I didn't want them to see the torture I was going through to explain I was seeing things fulfill themselves in the circle of God's prophetic time clock he was showing me things and he wanted me to pull away so I could just spaz and rest take a Shabbat or sabbatical. I did one prediction online that is still playing out as we speak. The last thing I read read on um, Kim Jong Kim Jong Un, I believe it is, or Kim Jong Un's son was he's unconscious and his sister's running the company, country right now. Given Um, that's normal. Um, and that was what the father put on my heart. Since then, I've pulled back and I was very strong and adamant about certain views I had. Yeah, I'm bold speaking when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, and it is my nature to do so. And it doesn't bother me to do so either. And and I spoke. I told online that God, Father God or Abba, you know, considers the dims vipers and snakes. They're not to be trusted for their use. They lie one way and bite another. Um I've had a lot of those type of things. but at the same time in behind the scenes, the father was dealing with me and I needed to clear the air. A lot of it was trust on myself. I felt I couldn't do it. So the two weeks come, the two weeks went, and in that time, I was online. I explained to them what was going on they understood and I had started talking about Jonathan Kahn's book of mysteries and some other things which I will pick back up on later I think it's more important we go through this so we understand what's going on and I continued my cycling And I explained something, and Kim came on. Well, what's going on? What's going on? How they found out, I don't know. But Kim pegged me. They were watching, and I didn't realize it. They were watching my videos, a live stream. And I just, I was so. Stressed from the discernment of the nation, and it was hard to deal with. When you feel the emotions of others, it's like holding a bottle of correction fluid and it tips and it spills everywhere. That's how a human emotion is it builds up, and then the jar is broken, it releases. And that's what we're seeing now with these riots. People have been balled up for so long. They don't know what to believe. And so they're taking it into a context. And they're following what everybody else follows and listening to the path of lies. But that's how sin works. It's balled up in a ball. And then it goes poof. And that's what I was feeling. I was feeling that in April before all this took place. Just as soon as Trump, I'm not saying he's a bad man, he's a very good man, said that churches were essential and they needed to be open, then everything let go. And now you've got Democratic senators fighting to keep things closed down to stop these riots. They agree with them. Give me about 30 minutes. Okay. Uh, Sorry, there it was my husband. Um, He was just checking on me. Um, And it is what it is. Here we are now, still in a pandemic. We're opened up again. Things have opened up. Papa has kept his promises. So I'm going to do the next recording.